Monday night. It's July 3rd, 2023. Brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show streaming live on the Tan and J-Man Show Facebook page as well as the ISC Sports Network Twitter page and the ISC Sports Network YouTube channel. Well, along with the ISC Sports Network itself, I'm Tanner Lee. Joining me this this evening is not my regular co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt. He is enjoying a nice warm beach somewhere. It is a friend of the podcast, Aaron Lynch, joining us again. What's going on, Aaron? Not too much. Two out of three weeks. Making a regular beer. <laughs> two, two out of three weeks. Two out of three weeks. You got big shoes to fill this evening of, of the J-Man. I'll never be able to fill those shoes. Well, I do want to lead off, and I got his permission to say this. I checked first. I didn't want to get make anybody upset, but congratulations to my co-host, Josh the J-Man Mutt, and his lovely wife, Megan, on their uh, soon-to-be uh, baby month arriving in December. So, known, known about it for a little while, but uh, I was waiting for them to announce something on social media before we announced it on the pod. So, really excited for them, and going to have to give that baby a Tan and J-Man show onesie. Going to have to. <laughs> Uh, but we'll start off the program like we always do with a little birdie or bogey, and I got the question for you, so don't worry. Your answer won't affect standings at all. But uh, let's see here. It's baseball this week. Okay. i gotta got to bring it up here because I can't remember the exact details. All right. Pete Alonzo, New York Mets slugger, he announced he's participating in the Home Run Derby yet again this year. He's looking to join what? Former MLB player as the only player to win the Home Run Derby three times. Pete won it in 19 and 21. Okay. So a pretty straightforward question Wait. this week. Do you watch the Home Run Derby, I should ask? I do. It's not a regular appearance, but I, if I'm not busy, I do watch it. I'm right there with you. It's not like uh, set programming for me, but if, if, if I catch it and not do anything, I'll watch it. Um and the birdie or bogey question is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere located at 703 Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. They are actually closed tonight, tomorrow, and Wednesday to give their employees some time for the holidays to spend with their families. But they'll reopen on Thursday at 7 a.m. Uh, but let's see what they had over the weekend. Uh, looks like in their bakery, they had a uh, red, white, and blue American buttercream colored cake. Looks pretty good. And, uh, last week they didn't have any specials this weekend, but last week on Thursday, they had a Santa Fe smash burger. It's their classic smash burger on the bed of iceberg topped with cheddar, pickled onions, ranch, tortilla strips, and a hint of lime and cilantro paired with seasoned beer battered fries. So they're always adding new stuff to their menu. If you're around the Rochester Indian area and haven't checked it out, I recommend doing so. Agreed. All right. Well, um, let's get right in some golf talk this week, shall we? This 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 episode might be a little <laughs> golf and NBA heavy compared to other episodes, but that's all right. Um, I I think Josh planned this. I think Josh planned this the whole time. You know, he, he hasn't had to listen to me banter on about a Ricky Fowler victory since the waste management in February of 2019. So he felt safe. He's like, you know, Ricky might win in Detroit. I'm going to go on vacation. If that was that, if that's what it took and takes in the future to get Ricky wins, Josh can leave the podcast for good. So, but uh, no exciting. Rocket Mortgage Classic up at Detroit Country Club yesterday. It was the fifth 
event that started back in 2019. A decent field, but uh, came down to a three-man playoff. Anytime you get a three-man playoff, no matter what the tour event, it's always pretty exciting. Ricky Fowler, Colin Morikawa, Adam Hadwin, all coming down to the wire. And after the tee shots in the playoff, I thought Ricky was pretty doomed. I would agree. But I, I, I would say after those tee shots, I would even say even before in regulation because he pulled it left. And it was – I was like, uh, is is he going to, you know, birdie this to get in? Because uh, he was at 23 and he needed the birdie to get to 24. Right. Because Hadwin could have shut the door making that long putt, but he didn't. I, I thought more cow's putt was going to go in to get to 25 and it'd be all over. But, I mean, out of the, out of the right rough, wet grass – that turf, you, it's going to fly. It's not going to spin. And where it landed, it was unbelievable by him. Yeah, he kept just – I mean, he's got a lot of uh, younger Mickelson in him. Where You're going to ride a roller coaster. It's going to be a lot of ups and downs. You're going to get birdies, but you're going to get some bogeys, even though he didn't have any bogeys yesterday. Uh, but you're going to get some – as a Ricky Fowler fan, you're going to get some frustrating moments where, like on 14, when he three putts and misses mm-hmm. the four-footer right then, I'm like, ah. Because I was watching Morikawa the whole time. He was the one player in the field I was nervous about because he has the pedigree to get hot. He's probably the best player in the field, even though Max Homa was ranked better than him by five spots. But mm-hmm. Morikawa is probably the most pal- talented player in the field. I would um, say false on that one. I uh, think JT was. I think JT's out on planet. I, I don't know where he is right now. It's, it's very hard to tell at this point. Okay, you, I see he's so far out of it, I kind of forgot about him, but that is hard to disagree. He's unbelievably talented. Um, but, yeah, he's he's in a funk, unlike we've ever seen out of him. But that happens to a lot of guys. Um, he'll, he'll get out of it sooner or later. But, you know, Fowler on the front nine through seven holes, he extended his – lead to two, so I was feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he just started racking up the pars. It wasn't that he was playing bad. He just couldn't get birdies. And then Morikawa started making the run. Like you said, Hadwin was right there. Then going into 17, I'm like, he's got a birdie. And when he didn't birdie 17 and he hit that awful second shot and then that awful third shot, I thought, going into 18 down one, I said, he's capable of birdieing this, but I don't think he's got it in him today just because he hasn't made a birdie since hole seven. Hits the drive, 144 out. Sticks at three feet, cleans up the putt, and luckily had one missed to force the playoff. Right then and there, I felt pretty good. But then as we were just talking about, he blocks the tee shot so far right. Actually, right enough where he got lucky with the casual water drop. And then even when he hit on the green, I'm like, all right, he needed to do that because Hadwin and Morikawa could take advantage. Hadwin hit a heck of a shot. Just spun it too much, and yep. Morikawa too. If he, if that if Morikawa's ball lands on the fringe, he spins that back right towards the hole. Um I absolutely agree. And I, I, I got to say, going back, let's go back to regulation real quick mm-hmm. for Ricky. After 14, and then he pulls another putt on 15, mm-hmm. and you're just like, it's over. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a two-man race between Hadwin and Morikawa. Yep. Yep. And it's just, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, he keeps knocking on the door. It's got to fall over sooner or later. But then you're also like, Maybe he's just one of those guys that's going to get close the rest of his career and, and not get one, even though, I mean, that's kind of absurd to say. But um, it goes, it creeps in the back of your mind as a big Ricky Fowler fan. I mean, we're going on four years, four months. I don't remember the exact days. 
this is his last win. You're like, maybe it's just not meant to be this year. Uh, but then when he made that putt to get in the playoff, I thought he had all the momentum. The crowd was on his side. Um, but then he hit that horrible tee shot. I'm like, he's in trouble. But then after the three approach shots and he's sitting there, I'm like, all right, as long as Hadwin doesn't make a lengthy putt and Mark Howe doesn't chip in, Rick's going to have a chance. And when he stepped up with that chance to win, I was like, he's got to drain this. And he, and he, and he took advantage of it. He, he likes playoffs. He's three and two now in playoffs. And those two playoff losses were real early in his career. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, of his six wins, Three of them have come in playoffs now. Because one I remember I thought was Quill Hall against Rory. That was Rory and DA points. That was his first tour victory in 2012. Then the other one was the players over yeah. Sergio and um, um, oh, uh, Kevin Kistner. Oh, Kevin yeah, Kistner. I was, was going to say, I thought Kistner was going to win. Yeah, one, yeah so. he, I think a lot of people did. Um, and then his two playoff losses were early in his career. I mean, one of them was like his second to a tournament out in Phoenix. I think the Fry's Open or Fry's.com or whatever that was called then. Mm-hmm. Um, but good for Ricky. Quite the story. I mean, he was ranked 185th last year one time. Now he's up to 28th or 23rd, excuse me, in the world. And he's 8th on the FedEx Cup points. And now he's into the Ryder Cup standings in the top 15 as well. Yep. So uh, I, He's a lock for East Lake in the playoffs. So yes. that, that's for sure. Which... Like, he hasn't got he hasn't got there in a few years. He's now a lock for Augusta next year for the first time since 2020, which Josh wanted me to mention to everybody last time Ricky was played Augusta, he had flowing locks of hair. Um Josh did. Yeah. Yes. You know, he could have just said hair. We would have known it would have been a long time ago. But uh no, exciting win not only for Ricky, but I think for the world of golf. I think when Ricky's playing well, it's it's good for the game of golf. And a friend of the podcast, uh, Chris Smith, who followed Ricky around with ESPN Plus's coverage on Thursday, said yesterday morning he thought it was Ricky's day to win. I also did going into yesterday. I just thought he was due for a good Sunday, due for a hot Sunday. Didn't have the hot Sunday I think a lot of people kind of expected, but enough to get it done. And Chris actually, he sent me a text last night. Chris thinks right now Ricky's playing better golf than anybody in the world. Which... It's hard to disagree, actually. Yeah, in the I last month, kind of, month and a half, it is hard to disagree. Oh, no, 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 no. Go back to the beginning of the season and start looking at his standings. He's not outside the top 20 in events. He is an automatic, almost top 20 lock. Yep. Since the beginning of this year, he has played phenomenal. And he's above his mean for what his what he prime Ricky, I guess we call back in maybe 2014 mm-hmm. when he started, you know, that was a year in with Butch, if I remember right. Yep. And he, I mean, outside the major finishes, you know, all top fives that year, this year all around, I think is most consistent we've ever seen from Ricky. Yeah. I mean, he had 85% greens this week, which is stupid stats. Um, I'm trying to find his uh, stats on the year here. Um, Of course, when I'm looking it up now, because his only missed cut this year is the PJ Championship. Yep. Which kind of shocked everybody, I think. But uh, let's see here. Seasons. Uh, yeah, he's played in 20 events this year. He has 15 top 25s, eight top 10s, mm-hmm. one runner-up, one win. Okay, two missed cuts. Excuse me. I, I thought I thought the PJ was his only missed cut. But uh, he missed – oh, he missed uh, the Shriners back in October. Okay. Of twenty two, 
but yeah, he's at a tied for second at Zozo, uh, tied for 11th at the Farmers, tied for 10th at the Waste Management or Phoenix Open, yeah. Uh, tied for 10th at the Valero, tied for 15th at the RBC Heritage, tied for 14th at the Wells Fargo, then the cut, tied for 6th at Charles Schwab, tied for 9th at Memorial, tied for 5th at the U.S. Open, tied for 13th at Travelers, and then won this week. So yeah, he's riding that hot streak since since April. Since April. <laughs> He, he's been unbelievable, and he I, – I know we'll talk a little bit of Ryder Cup a little, you know, later, but I said two weeks ago when you and I were talking about him, lock for the Ryder Cup team now. You did. Lock. Yeah, I think he was probably going to make it, even if he was a captain's pick, just due to his play. But, yeah, winning this, he's in. I'd, I mean, I, th- it, I think he'll make it at points, but even if he didn't, for some reason, he'd be in anyways. I, I think he'll make it at points just because it, going to eat, by the time he gets to the BMW, he, he should have enough to get up there. Um, you know, who was else in that playoff? I'm wondering if he'll be on the Ryder Cup and call him Markawa. I mean, he, he's going to have to be a captain's pick. Talk about that well, playoff being well, a – Colin went up nine, uh, three spots. He's ninth now. Okay. But top six are locks. Correct. So he would have to be a captain's pick. Correct. Uh, we can get we can get right into the talk right now because uh, I have the page pulled up. So your top six locks for the U.S. right now would be Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, and Max Homa are your six locks. Can't disagree with how one of them played. And then your next... Outside of that, Keegan Bradley, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa, Cameron Young, Sam Burns. That one's a little surprising. Ricky Fowler, who went up four spots. Justin Thomas, Denny McCarthy, uh, Kurt Katayama, and yeah, Will and Will, Will Zalatoris is still sitting at 16th from what he did last year because he's been injured this year. Yeah. It, I, I think there's a name we want to talk about. Let, let's talk about seven right now. Keegan Bradley. Last time he was on a Ryder Cup was when Phil went off on Tom Watson. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, 2012? 14. 14. 14, that's right over in the, yeah, we got demolished over in England. Yeah, because that was when Ricky was young. I, that was Spieth's first Ryder Cup. And paired Ricky against Roy, and Roy kicked his butt all over the place. That was, it was embarrassing. Prime. <laughs> it, it was, but yeah, that was a giant hill for Rick. I mean, the USA's like, here you go, Rick. You're you're a young guy. You gotta take down the giant. And, 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 and Paul McKinley just that outclassed Tom Watson and everything being captaincy point and how he developed that team. But we're talking about Keegan Bradley. Talk about a guy that's been in no man's land for years, being a lock after any all his performances. Um, he won Zozo earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So and he has two wins this year, being the Zozo and the Travelers last week. Yep. Um, just for him to be back on that team, I mean, say what you want. I mean, gotta give it to him. Oh, yeah. Ricky. Well, Odyssey's loving this right now because the last three winners on tour are the Jailbird <laughs> users. They literally bring it back last week for pre-order. And my dad was joking with me. He's like, "You need one of those." I'm like, "Dad, it's three hundred ninety-nine dollars. Not in the budget right now. Not you not not gonna happen." You don't want to go for those aftermarket ones at fifteen hundred. <laughs> It's we could we could have a whole podcast about golf equipment right now and the and the prices on everything. Look, well, well, let's let's take it back to this. I mean, Keegan Bradley, I, I think he's going to be a lock. I think Ricky's a lock. I do too. Um, 
Sam Burns has not played that well this this year compared to what he did last year. No. Um, you know, he's been on the last President's Cup teams. Uh, he was on the last Ryder Cup team at Whistling Straits. I I agree we need him over there, but I think uh, Marcus Marco Simone will play to Europe's favor, which is going to be tight and slower greens. So do we want someone out there with length? And how, how I guess when you – when you're the the shoes of Zach Johnson, you got to think about strategizing this team and your captain's picks at this point. And Keegan, you know, you got to take him. You got to take Ricky. You probably have to take more Kawa. But mm-hmm. if Burns sitting there, do you, do you take Burns? And, and really, I I know this is a hard one, and I, because we've never seen him so bad in his career as JT. Yeah, he's at thirteenth right now. Fell two spots. I, I just don't know. Do you do you take a risk? I mean, he's been great in the Ryder Cup with speed. Oh well, I'm looking at some of these other guys behind Zal Torres, Harris English, Tony Finau, Chris Kirk, Brian Harmon. Um, but the guy sitting at 24 who moved up spot, Adam Shank. Long shot, probably, but long, hey, long you never shot. know. Do you I, think? How about how about any of the live guys besides Kepka? DJ. Absolutely take DJ in heartbeat. And he's he's sitting down at 34. Mickelson's at 32. I Mickelson's only got it because that second that runner up masters this year. You're right. That is literally an outlier event. You're right. We know what DJ can do. He went five and zero at Whistling Straits. He's a. I mean, he's one of the guys that I know that you know the PGA execs are going to go in front of the Senate you know, upcoming. But when we talk about live guys that you want back on the PGA Tour and want back in this ecosystem, he's number one. But how about the comments he made last week? I didn't see him. Oh, he said he's he loves the live schedule. That's as much golf as he wants to play. Do you blame him? I mean, No, absolutely not, especially the paycheck he's getting to play limited events. I mean, well, outside of, of Tiger and Phil, and I'll say – put Rory in a box over here for a second. DJ's this generation's third best player. Would you you agree? Maybe I mean between him and Rory, I mean prime DJ's one of the best players I've ever seen. Yeah, when he's dialed in, he's he's pretty pretty tough. Uh it, it's just it's just it's fascinating because you look at you know you look at these guys on the live I mean you got Patrick Reed, you know, Captain America, maybe he's not Ryder Cup <laughs> Ask what he was at one time. DeChambeau, who's playing better, but he's 43rd. But how about Tyler Gooch is playing really good golf right now, but you got to scroll clear down to 85th in the Ryder Cup standings. That just doesn't sit well with me. It, it doesn't, but I, I think Taylor Gooch doesn't have any Ryder Cup history. He doesn't, but, I mean, he's playing good right now. I, I, I misspoke. A little bit earlier, DJ is the most one of the most consistent. Brooks is probably this generation's best third best player. Yeah, yeah. DJ though, for the longevity of what he's done, I mean, when when he was winning every single year at least once, mm-hmm. um, he's only is he thirty eight? Thirty eight. Let me Google that. Yeah, that sounds right. I that to me, it's like why thirty nine. Okay, he. Regardless of how he's going to play, he's going to represent the team, Team USA, well. Yeah, I, I put him out there. You know what you're going to get. Yep. 
And the only thing is, like, do you know what you're going to get? I would hope you, JT will play well, like a Sergio and, or Ian Poulter and just flip a switch. But at least with DJ, you know what you're going to get. It's a good point. Good point. And the Team USA hasn't won on European soil since 94. I know. Once in our lifetime. And we were two years old. <laughs> knew about it. No, no. Uh, can you name me the guy who made the biggest jump in Ryder Cup standing this weekend? <laughs> this guy moved up 20 spots. 20 spots? And he's still sitting at 74. Just, just to... I'm trying to remember who his top five finishes this week. Former major winner. If you're going to sit, Lucas Glover. Lucas Glover. <laughs> that, Lucas. That, yep. that man with the broomstick putters looks so weird this weekend. Hey, he's one of the worst putters out there. So whatever helps him, good for the guy. I, I've always, I mean, I, I did not want him to win the Open that year. I was rooting for Mickelson and Duvall because Duvall was right in contention. But I've always felt bad for Lucas Glover. I know he's went through some personal stuff off the course mm-hmm. and always seemed like a good guy. But so it was nice to see him play well this week. So, uh, well, what, let's continue on this Ryder Cup stock. Who is your six captain's picks I, if we had the pick today? It, it's hard. To, uh, um, well, six captain's picks. Yeah, I, I got to go Keegan. I got to go Ricky. I think you got to go Spieth and Morikawa. I know Spieth's very streaky, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's a good Ryder Cupper. I, I don't go Sam Burns. I don't know about Cameron Young, and I like Cameron Young, but. I'd be. I'd have a tough time. I know he, unless unless he continues to play this poorly, I have a tough time keeping Jordan T- Justin Thomas off, unless he continues to play this bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Justin and, K- and Cameron Young would be my other ones. Okay. Yeah. So Sam right. Burns gets out, but Finau no. Finau's one that's really intriguing. I think he played well over there. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's a streaky putter. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I think it's going to be a putting contest over there. Matt Kuchar's 30th. Gary Woodland's 31st. I'm just naming some guys that uh, podcast listeners who don't follow golf as closely as us might re- recognize because a lot of these names they wouldn't know. Let's turn over to Team Europe. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm looking at next is Team Europe here. Well, you flip that over, I think Team Europe's next budding star. Man, after round one, I thought this was going to be his week and not Ricky's week. Ludwig Aver, grad number one PGA Tour, you earned his PGA Tour card on the spot. He's played in three tour events as a pro, and he's had some good finishes. And Luke Donald finally came out and said he's going to be a superstar. Luke Donald is the Team Europe Ryder Cup captain. The, the difference between Team USA and Team Europe is you have to be a DP World Tour member. So now the pool has gotten smaller for Team Europe because those guys that defected to live gave up their DP2 DP2 or world status. Correct. And they only have three guys that are locks right now in their standings. John Rahm, Roy McIlroy, and Yannick Paul. Is that from the PGA World standings? Because theirs is divided a little bit differently than the U.S. 
it says you, players in highlighted in blue would currently earn a spot on the team qualifying explained if I click on this link. That's from the European points. The world points, you got five. You got John Rom, Roy McIlroy, Victor Hovland, Terrell Hatton, Matt Fitzpatrick. Yes. Yep. And I, I think Yannick Paul will not make it. I think Adrian Moronk has been playing well. He's won a couple times. I think he will be the third at the end uh, because now we're getting back for DP World Tour back in the year of Belford Masters was this past weekend or the British Masters. Um, I see that probably changing because the, these guys are going to be over there. We also have a co-sanctioned DP, Tour, DP World Tour event and PGA Tour World event coming up at in Scotland the week before the Open. So some of these guys like Shane Lowry, Tommy Fleetwood, Victor yep. Perez – Yep, who have been on the Ryder Cup. We're gonna get have ability to get points right then and there. Yep, those guys that you just mentioned are all right there in the uh, world. Uh, so is Justin Rose. Um, Sepp, Justin Rose is probably a lock for that team. I would think so. He's playing well. Sepp Straka, Seamus Power, Alex Norin. Correct. And I'll I'll go with this team. I I think your locks here are going to be Rom, Rory, Victor, Gerald Haddon, Method. Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Shane Lowry, um, and, and Justin Rose. Yep. I, yep. I think where Europe's going to run into some problems is depth. Yep. And I think if you are there's no there's no Ian Poulter to rely on this time. Or Sir or Sergio. Or Sergio, I was gonna yep. say. And you know, I, I think outside of Rose, it's definitely a changing of the guard for Team Europe. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they wanted to go with Old Reliable, they could go way down to 40s in the standings and get Francesco Malnari or Padraig Harrington, but they're not going to do that. I, I don't think they will. I think here, who are where I think they need to go, I think Seth Strakis should be a lock for this team as well. I, I think he's played too well. He won Honda last year. He beat Lowry. Yeah, he's 10th in the world points. Correct. I think Seamus Power is probably one you got to consider. Um, I I know it's um, I know it's a long shot, and I I think I've heard some DP World Tour officials like I watch European golf in the mornings. It's been thrown out there. The Hoygaard twins, I would put them on there. You you got to build for the future with this team. At this point, you got to put Lugbert Avery and both Hoygaard twins out there. Yeah, I'm trying to see where they're at in the uh, standings. Uh, Rasmus Hoygaard is 25th and Nikolai is 30th. Yep. I see. Yep. Just found them. Yep. They, they are going to be world beaters as well as Ludberg. And if I'm Luke Donald in team Europe, you got to take us a wash. On this I keep forgetting Luke Donald's the captain. Oh man. Cool. We're getting old. Well, I got to ask you, I mean, now that we, this, I mean, it's still going through all the approval process and everything. Does it look silly now for get rid of Henrik Stenson as captain? It does looking back on it, yes, but I understand why they did at the time. Especially if this goes through. Now now does Ian, Ian Poulter, Sergio, um, um Mark well, Keimer. Yeah, Keimer wouldn't make it anyways. Well, I'm talking about captain season. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's Graham McDowell. I mean, there's gonna have to be wood. some there's got to be some making up and everything. Um, 
But, you know, Sergio and Rory rekindled their friendship. So I think both friendships can be smoothed over. Um, I, I, I think they can, but I think the DP World Tour and these, the old guard would call them, that would have been Ryder Cup captains if they don't smooth things over. There's going to be a huge gap between Luke Donald and Justin Rose and, and whoever's next. Sure. I yeah. mean, are, are they going to have Podrick do it again? I, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, they, they don't mind having repeat captains compared to America. So, Well, hopefully. Well, we've had, we've had repeat captains. We so. have. We have. But I, I just don't. And one continues. I, I don't know why, but Davis Love. I mean, yeah. Just at this point, with this, whatever the findings are, whatever the conclusion is, do you think Phil gets a captaincy? I think if everything gets smoothed over, I think he eventually does. I think Tiger gets it eventually. I think Tiger will get it no matter what. But I, I, I just wish Tiger would have got one as a playing captain, like yeah. the President's Cup. That yeah. would have been. I think that's probably one of my most favorite Tiger memories ever is him at the President's Cup. Do you think Tiger's done playing in Ryder Cups? Do you think we ever see him play in another one? I think he is just because he physically can't do it. I don't think he's going to be able to physically play much more um, because of he's had to have the um, – it's uh, the release of arthritis and everything in his, his foot now. Um, it, it's It's going to be hard. I think he's going to play the senior tour. I really do. Cause I That'd be he, big time for the ratings. It would. Um, I think he probably looks at other golf news. Uh, Bernhard Langer becoming number 46 this weekend. Guy dominates, man. He, he, he passed Lenny Watkins. Hale Irwin. Hale Irwin. Sorry, not mm-hmm. Lenny Watkins. Mm-hmm. I get those two mixed up. Uh, they kind of look alike. So... Talk about an unbelievable career after 50. 12 uh, senior majors. Do you, do you think that intri- that motivates Tiger? Probably not. Um, I, I think I think when Phil was playing on it before he joined Liv, that might have motivated him a little bit. You don't think that motivates Tiger? I mean, he can take a cart <laughs> at that point. I don't think anything motivates Tiger anymore. The guy's got... So many accomplishments. He, he doesn't have anything to. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I guess I don't know his, his mindset, but I think he'd be fine with never playing again. I I, I disagree. I think he'll be out there in the senior tour. He'll be tearing that place apart. Yeah, I, yeah. It would be the best thing that ever happened to the senior tour so, or champions tour. So. You're. I mean, you're already down, Bernhardt. After all this. All this longevity and success for him. No, it's unbelievable what he's done. But, I mean, you get somebody like Tiger. I mean, when Phil, you know, that's what I am enjoying about the Champions Tour now. Not Phil because he joined Liv. But you got guys like VJ and, and, and well, daly has been there. Podrick and uh, um, yeah. uh, Furick and uh, help me out here. Shricker, Jerry Kelly. Shricker, Jerry. Yeah, guys, we kind of grew up watching now. Getting on the senior to Fred Couples, he's one I've really enjoyed watching the Champions Tour. It's more enjoyable for me to watch now. Say it was five, ten years ago. Jeff Overton. <laughs> Jeff Overton. <laughs> yeah. Same from the past for fantasy golf. Yeah, Jeff Overton. Yeah, yeah. So Jeff, I, Jeff Ogilvy. I don't know if he's fifty yet or not. I don't know. I don't think he is. I think he's he's just doing telegraphs. 
He's in the I, John Deere field this week. Do we want to go there next? <laughs> I don't think there's much to hit on. <laughs> it, it's a great opportunity if you're in the Midwest and you don't want to go to Memorial or you don't want to go to Detroit. Sure. I, John Deere, it's a straight drive out, 80, out Interstate 80 if you're in Indiana, Illinois. Yep. Not a bad drive. Nope. Go out there, have some family fun. Yeah. Um, Reasonable tickets. They're pretty cheap compared to paying if you go to Chicago mm-hmm. or the Memorial. Any mm-hmm. event in Chicago, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, um, hopefully this will be the week where uh, Purdue alum, Adam Shank, can get the win. Or Tyler uh, Duncan, if, if Shank can't. I, I think Duncan's still a little bit searching. I think Shank's... Oh, I think, I, I think you're 100%. I, Shank's had the better career, even though Duncan's got the win. Um, I would say. Duncan played well even before that win. I, I would say if if Shank continues this, yes. Um, if he does get a win, I, I I see one of these two probably being the best Purdue golfer on the like, men's side mm-hmm. that has come out of that program ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So time will tell. Um, but interesting event. If anyone's local. One of the last local Midwest events before the BMW. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Got that. Got the Scottish Open coming up a couple weeks and then the, the Open. Uh, um, early pick for the Open? Do you have one? I'm, I'll save mine for the week of, but. I do. I think I think it's going to happen. I think Rory's going to do it. That's what yeah. Chris Smith, friend of the podcast, like I was telling earlier, he, he thinks it's Rory's time. In the open, also, he's won there. That was his open win. Yep. Was in there, um, twenty fourteen at Oil Lake. It's it's got to happen. Yep, he, not, he won it, and Ricky and Sergio were runner up. Yep. If not, can we believe it's ten years next year? Ten years. It's the J Man curse. I'm telling you. That that's that's the blame for seven of those years. Yeah, I was going to say this prior to 10 years. Yeah. Well, do you think that – because I remember we were – I think we were in your apartment watching the PGA Championship that year because we were back at school, right? Yeah, I went to the Saturday that year um, down to Valhalla. But okay. I would have been back. I would have been back on the Sunday, Sunday, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So I, I can't remember. If it was, but that was – I thought that was the one major. Because it was the shots in the dark. He hit the Ricky yeah. and Phil yep. at the end. Yep. Who would have ever thought ten years? Oh, I, I thought he would have three or four more within the ten years. He has zero. I, I thought he'd be at least at six at this time. Yeah, yeah. It just Not shows a, you how hard it is to do it. I agree, and I actually don't think Spieth might win another. It's the, this younger talent just keeps getting better and better, and, and you know, guys coming out of college are ready to compete right away. They're not scared. They're not, and I think. We're getting in a point where, with golf, the money is so big. Now, I live aside, the purses have increased so dramatically. Tiger effects, everything else, you know, corresponding with that. I, I just don't know if guys want to, you know, outside John Rahm and, and Brooks, we know that for sure. I mean, money makes people comfortable. Yep. So, I, I mean, we will... Uh, definitely see in the upcoming 
years. But I know we've talked a lot of this podcast about golf, but do we want to switch over to NBA hot stove? Yes, we will. But first, I want to educate you a little bit with some on this day. Sporting okay. events that have happened on July 3rd, and this is the first time I've looked at this list today, so I'm going to learn as well. Uh, looks like we have a lot of Wimbledon. I won't I won't bore you with that. Uh, Joker went on this day, any of these days? Probably. I'm back in the 1920s right now, so yeah. we're not up there yet. <laughs> uh, wow, a lot of Wimbledon. Um, uh, come on, give me something good. Oh, here's here's one. On this day, nineteen fifty one, who won the PGA Championship? No, no, Arnold Palmer. No, Byron Nelson. Sam Snead. No. Beat Walter Burkemo seven and six for his third PGA Championship title. Uh, on this day, nineteen fifty nine, who won the British Open? Nineteen fifty nine. I'm. Arnold. Good guess. A young 23-year-old Gary Player won his first of nine major titles. Morton Damon? <laughs> Love that. He's still... He's got to be like the fittest 80-some-year-old in the world. Um, let's see here. Oh, well, it was a 1966 Atlanta Braves Tony... Cloninger became the first National League player and only pitcher to hit two grand slams in the MLB game. A 17-3 win over the Giants. Wow. Yeah. Uh, more Wimbledon, more Wimbledon, more Wimbledon. Um, he has to have the most RBIs in one game, going not he? <laughs> for, a, for a pitcher, at least. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I was going to say, you're probably not going to find a lot. Maybe the hot, no, hot dog eating contest isn't on this day. No hot dog eating contest, you're right. Uh, I mean, this is all Wimbledon stuff. I'm trying to find non-Wimbledon stuff. On this day in 2006, Detroit Red Wings legend Steve Eiserman officially retired from the NHL, finishing with 692 goals and 1,755 points. He's now in the Red Wings front office. We, we can talk about that. On this day in 2020, the MLB's Cleveland Indians owner, Paul Dolan, announced he would review changing the organization's name, which he ultimately would do so. Now they're the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. So pretty short on this day list, unfortunately, this week. But like it is every week, that is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects by visiting them at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram and Facebook. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man Show sent you, you get 15% off your order. So get those signed orders in. All right, now we can talk some NBA. We got 20 minutes left. Uh, a lot happening around the NBA world in the offseason. Who are some of your winners and losers so far? Oh, man. Winner. I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to say the Pacers. I, I really like finally what Kevin Pritchard has done. He had to season. this time, didn't he? He had to. He had to. Finally, Herb, 
Herb Simon opening up the pocketbook, paying Hal Burton, absolutely worth it. Making the trade for Obi Toppin, which I was like kind of shocked to see that. Now we got an athletic four. Uh, really like that move. And then the one that you and I were talking, Bruce Brown. Yep. Love it. I knew he was going to take the money somewhere else. He was saying he wanted to stay in Denver, but you knew he got the championship. He wants a bigger role. He's got it. I love, love this. It's now a young core outside Turner. I mean, Turner's been there forever, but I I love where the direction this is going. I love how potentially we can have a young core um, with Halliburton, Matherin, and, you know, see how Walker fits into this mold. But we got Bruce Brown to play a lot of more minutes. The Durate trade was, in my opinion, good. I mean, he was an older rookie drafting out of Oregon anyways. He was really supposed to be a 3 and D guy. And he, it kind of – it was kind of off the bench. And I feel like um, Buddy Heald was making more more plays off the bench and on rotation minutes than what Durante was. So, good all-right move. But that's my one winner right now. Uh, I'll go with you for a winner, and we'll, we'll just go back and forth. Well, uh, I think the Lakers – I've been a winner. I think getting Gabe Vincent on a three-year, $33 million deal was big for them. I mean, it's not the splashy land of a point guard I think everybody thought they might go get, but honestly, it might fit pretty good. I mean, I think they had a good draft. Jalen hood Shafino. this is a Purdue guy being nice. I think he's going to fit in perfectly in L.A. with them out there. Um, I mean, they go ahead. They got Roy uh, or Rao. I can't. I can't pronounce this guy's name. Um, Hachimura. Oh, Hachimura. They, yeah, they retain Hachimura. Only for fifty-one dollar, uh, fifty-one million dollars. That was cheaper than expected. Yes, fifty-one dollars. <laughs> uh, they they also retain Austin Reeves. Yep. And they also brought back Russell. Yep. And then they also added to their bench with uh, Tyrion Prince and Jackson Hayes. So the Jackson uh, Hayes pickup is going to be looming large because. You know, Davis can't stay healthy. And I, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say I, I have to agree with that. And I have a winner of a player, real quick. Fred Van Vliet. Dude got paid. He did. <laughs> good for him. He did, and absolutely good for him. Um, I, I I do do like that. Three year, uh, hundred and thirty million dollar deal by the Rockets. <laughs> I don't know what that franchise is doing. Nobody has known what they're doing for the last five years. I that one I'm just kind of scratching my head on. Um, love the Lakers one. I 100 percent agree. I think it's some. You make a run in the Western Conference Finals. You probably got one or one or two more years good out of LeBron and AD. You might as well load back up. Gabe Vincent, great pickup. Run it back. Let's see what we can do. Um, great winner pick there. I would, as much as it, it pains me to say this, because I think the guy's a head case. I think you know where I'm going with this one. Kyrie and that, Dallas. Yes, I yeah. think that was a I smart think, deal. I think with him and bringing back Dwight Powell, you, you're bringing back in guys that fit that culture. Now, Jason Kidd, uh, jury's still out. Um, I think this is a 
prove it year. Yep. You you have the talent now. I I think them getting him back. I think the team accepting him. I think I don't know if Tim Hardaway Jr. got paid for giving up number eleven because Kyrie is wearing number eleven next year. But I, I think the team is receptive. Dallas is receptive. I I actually think this might be Kyrie's last stop. Um, so I, I gotta say Dallas is my other winner right now. And I would say one more winner for me, Golden State slash Draymond Green. I know when you were on the podcast a couple weeks ago, we were talking about Draymond leaving, but he gets a four-year, $100 million deal to stay. I I agree with that. I mean, good All for right. both sides, I guess. It is. I, I'm just kind of wondering at some point, the, the, the tank's going to run out on that. Oh, dynasty, sure. Dynasty if it hasn't already. Sure, sure. So, what's your one look? One of your losers. Well, the Houston Rockets could be. But uh, how about the Sixers? I know I know, they um, just got uh, Pat Beverly, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know. I think James Harden's holding them hostage right now, and, and they can't really do anything because of it. And I, I don't think they picked up Tyrese Maxey's deal either. No, doesn't look like it. So, I, I I have to agree with that one. That's a loser. Not isn't it the loser sticking in my head right now though? I think the loser sticking in my head. I, I don't think they've done any really anything to improve, and that's Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I think I understand they resigned Chris Milton. If you have viewer, if viewers get on you about NBA, I get it. But you're in a window with Giannis right now that you gotta capitalize. Mm-hmm. And I, I you're gonna have low round draft picks anyways because of that. You need to go out and get a splash player. I, I, I think Dame Lillard being there would be awesome, in my opinion. And I think the Blazers could be a loser. Because I mean they haven't got rid of Dame yet, even though he's requested to do so. And the biggest thing they've done, they gave a uh um, Grant, a $106 million deal. And Lillard was waiting to see what they'd do on night one before he decided to ask for right. a trade. I saw that. Right. So I will say one more loser here mm-hmm. Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Hey, Allie, they got rid of Dylan Brooks. They <laughs> got Houston. That's why I don't understand. <laughs> right? million. But to give that, De- I'm, I'm still. And I'll be true, honest. I don't see the value in Desmond Bain, but maybe I I'm just not seeing it because I think Jaron Jackson and he's probably like Danny Granger how he was for the Pacers mm-hmm. back then. But I just don't see the value there. Maybe I'm again I'm not a Memphis fan. Um, but then they go get Derrick Rose. And- broke broke Bulls fans' hearts. They were hoping for a reunion for his last stop. Man, I. No. Bulls aren't I, doing anything. They, they are. I, I'll go back to your one winner, though, Golden State. I don't know how Chris Paul, Paul fits out there. Uh, I think he's so over the hill. And, and I, I, I think that's where the NBA now is. I, I heard – I think it was Woj, actually, talking about it or uh, on ESPN. I think it was NBA Today. Like, teams this year are not willing to pay, take on these large contracts of aging superstar veterans. For right. all-star veterans in, in our time period, like Damian Lillard, 
because things really have not worked out when you bring on that type of player at what cost is going to hinder your franchise. Yep. And I, I think we're going to be in a year where it's transitioning or those teams. I, I think the only one maybe being the Lakers is going to have probably success because you do have a youth core behind it. Correct. It can sustain. I think if you don't have a culture in the NBA now, I think you're going to have a harder, harder time because the superstar players are not, they're not how they were. I think when we were growing up, Kobe, you know, even Ray Allen and, and Paul Pierce, all, all these guys, Allen Iverson. I, I don't see that in today's game. As much. No, I don't either. I don't either, and and we talk about this a lot, Josh and I, in all sports, but particularly in NBA, the days of a person starting and ending their career on the same team, pretty much over in the way how sports is structured now. I, I think the only one we'll see in the next 20 years is probably Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess some football, we could see some quarterbacks, I guess. That's, that's yeah, but, but besides quarterbacks. Maybe him, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. Yeah. But for sure, Mahomes, I, I don't know about the other two. A lot can still happen with those. Right, right. So that's um, a good point. I, I think absolutely NBA-wise, I, I don't it, – it, I don't see any – Guys get beyond. to a certain age and they want to chase for a ring. Maybe one beyond. One beyond. Just because the Tony Parker connection, Boros Dio connection, San Antonio. Maybe. Uh, it's, it's way too early to tell, but maybe. I, I was actually shocked to see that one of Dame Lillard's request locations. I was like, why would you go there? That doesn't seem – to me, it doesn't seem like a bit if you want to go actually win a ring and not be a fringe playoff team because I right. still think that team has gaps. Right, right. But I, I think, you know, we're – our way still away. October is out there from the NBA, but this is – you know, exciting time. I think, um, you know, we're closing in though on football. I saw 65 days till NFL. Yeah, it was 10 Sunday, 10 weeks from yesterday, and then college football is nine weeks from this past Saturday. Is that week yeah. zero? No, that no, that one? would actually be week one. So eight, eight, we're less than eight weeks now from week zero. Okay. I don't even know plays, I don't know who plays in week zero this year. Okay. I, that kind of shocked my mind that we're that close already. Training camps. Training camps oh. start in a month. At the end of this month. No, they start at the end of this month. Because end of this of month. Things. College starts in August. Excuse Correct. me. Correct. Yep. 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 So, so we're going to be in the heat of NFL. You guys will be yep. winners, yep. losers every week. Yep. It's it's about to There's, take off. Yes. Uh and before I forget, I better do a J-Man's book of prediction because I, I almost forgot. And I'm going to go ahead and, you know, maybe it's just in good faith and hoping, but maybe it's just the Boilermaker spirit on this podcast night. I'm going to say Adam Shank gets it done this week, the John Deere. That's that's my book of prediction. And I was hoping you were going to NASCAR. I know. Chicago race was nuts yesterday. That's all I got. I saw I got four and a half million viewers, which is their largest on NBC in like six years, but I got nothing else. I used to be able to run off NASCAR like that, but not, not anymore, not anymore. But that's the uh, Tanner's book of prediction of the week for this week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau insurance agent, Travis Watring. He's a multi-line agent for Indiana Farm 
Bureau Insurance, specializing in home, auto, life, and renter's insurance, as well as annuities and farm insurance. You can reach him at by calling his number at 219-869-4561 or reach him by email at travis.watchering at infb.com. Now, usually the word, I do the word association segment, but I'm changing it up this week. We have only about eight minutes to go, but Josh and I did this last week. I didn't prep you for this, so this year on the spot. I want to know your what-ifs with your favorite sports teams. So... Oh man! List three each for your favorite sports teams. Okay, let's let's go with probably number one. What if Carson? What if what if Virginia game? Yep, that's what if Ryan Klein makes a free throw. What if Purdue gets the rebound? What if number so one. many what ifs? Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely number one. I don't I don't know if that's your number one. I didn't listen to last week's episode. Uh, my my three for Purdue basketball was that game. Hummel going down in 2010 because that team was on a roll when he did. Not 2011, not the next year, but that one. And then getting upset by Fairleigh Dickinson because we'll never know what that team could have done in the tournament. Or Isaac Hoss breaking his elbow. That one I forgot until afterwards, and I wish I would have put that on there because I still think they I think they beat Texas Tech with, with a healthy Haas, But I agree they, with that one. Yeah. Um. All right, so that's number one. I'll, I'll put college – I don't know if there's what what if <laughs> go for it, man. What if what if Morgan Burke never hired Daryl Hazel? Well, I kind of had that last week. Kind of, I said, what if 2012 Purdue hangs on to beat Ohio State? Danny Hope probably doesn't get fired. Therefore, Hazel never gets hired. Don't know where Purdue football is right now. I kind of like where we're at right now. Oh, I, 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 yeah. Jeff Brown put the bandaid on, the, or he put the fire extinguisher on the dumpster fire and now they look to be a got some momentum on the recruiting trail but we might not have to only win nine games in four years right that, <laughs> I, I would say for Purdue football that more than the word fumble because this was a lot worse yeah Butch maybe if Butch Jones would have said yes even though he would have jumped from Purdue in a year or two because that's what he does but yep so there's for Purdue football um, I'm going to be in the NBA right now. All right. What if our test never went in the stands? That team was loaded. That team would have won the championship that year. The team was loaded. That was garbage because that Pistons team didn't get it as affected. We got the shaft. And I, Pacers franchise never been – I mean, it took them 10 years to recover. Absolutely did. They had to They had to clean up their roster image. And their record their – record, reflected that big time or, and the or Pistons go win the championship that year and also what if Tayshawn doesn't block Reggie that's what I think about a lot I agree with that one mm-hmm. um I I think why if we beat LeBron I mean Paul George goes nuts why is Danny Granger doesn't get traded that team probably beats the heat that year because Danny Granger sounded like it was the only person that kept Roy Herbert Psyche and check and everything else. Yeah, that team was rolling, and then you know a lot of people want to blame Evan Turner. I don't. I don't know. I think that was more coincidence, timing. I, I, I think letting going Ginger or Granger was it because yeah. he was definitely the heartbeat of that team. That's why this Desmond Bain deal was kind of shocking to me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, what ifs there? Um, Colts. What ifs? Luck doesn't retire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Reich doesn't probably lose his job. Mm-hmm. 
this this team doesn't look like it does today. Yep. Um, let's see. Why is it deflate gate never happened? The one I always see around the Colts that also involves the Broncos. I always say, what if Curtis Painter wasn't so bad? Or what if what if they played Dan Overlosky <laughs> earlier instead of Curtis Painter? The Colts win one more game. They get the number two pick in the draft. The Redskins then take Andrew Luck. Colts don't want RG3, so they keep Manning. Tebow's still a Bronco. Change, Curtis Painter was so bad, he changed NFL history. Congratulations, Curtis Painter. Yes. He got an Indiana High School football Hall of Fame. Yes, well, good f- Great Boilermaker get in there. Him and Kerrigan, great job. Yep, and he uh, changed NFL history by being really bad. Yes. Um, (laughs) You know, I I think if you look back at Peyton Manning's career as a Colts, kind of what if, too? Sure. Probably should have got more. I just ran into Tom Brady a lot. I I have to agree. I I think it's more Bill Belichick at that time than Tom. Yeah. I, I think... That Bill Belichick, I think Tom supplemented Bill probably at the later, especially after the perfect season. Right. I, I think that's when Brady B started to become absolutely legit. Mm-hmm. Um, but why is a veteran doesn't get hurt? There, I, there, there's lots of what ifs with that team, um, but I, I think it. It's in a different spot right now where you can sit here as a Colts fan and say, you're excited to see what happens week one now. Yeah, sure. You probably have the most, maybe the most exciting prospect ever in NFL history. So you're going to go really good or really bad. I don't think there's going to be any in between. I I told you that. I 100% believe that. I think he's going to be an absolute flop and a bust, or he's going to be great. He's going to be their answer what they've been looking for, Yeah. He is – I'm concerned that there's just not enough around him at this point. But yeah. we'll see what Shane Steichen – I mean, we'll see about it. But I'm trying to think. I think for golf, I think it's got to be Rory. What if he wants a major in 10 years? That's that's unbelievable. Yep. Or, or speed catches – if speed's putt drops in 2018 for what – it would have been a 63 – at Augusta, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nine under, and he would have tied tied Reed. Yes, he would have forced playoff, yep. That one was probably a huge what if. Or if he didn't falter in uh, 15 oh. or 16, whatever it, year Willett won it. Will, will it won it, yeah. Uh, I still think that if that putt drops in 18, is a lot cooler than sure. nine under at Augusta on Sunday. That's insane. Sure. Good list. Good list. I'm always curious with people's fandom with what their what ifs are. So, all right, back to the birdie or bogey. Whoa, I better let everybody know who uh, the word association segment, even though we changed it up to what ifs, is brought to you by Proforma Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs, so you need to look no further. Let them be one source print and promotional company by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. Now back to the birdie or bogey question. Pete Alonzo of the New York Mets could become the second three-time winner of the Home Run Derby, joining whom? 
the kid. You got a birdie, my friend. It is King Griffey Jr. Yes. Good pull. Good pull. It's the only name that came to my mind. And I am not giving Josh a birdie for that because he didn't earn it. So. Oh. Josh, Josh and I are still tied. Oh, we're still tied. I fought back from a three-stroke deficit to get tied. I'm riding a – actually, I think it's my turn next week anyway. So I'm riding a, riding a high horse, keeping it tied. So, Aaron, thanks again for filling in. Really appreciate it. It's fun talking golf and NBA with you. And have a happy fourth and hope everybody has a happy fourth.